Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. We are back to normal format this week after a couple of weeks of guest appearances. Thanks to everybody who's listened and downloaded. Um, we got a lot of listens on our Oscar and NCAA tournament podcast, so really appreciate that. Continue to follow us on Instagram at the Good Midlife Podcast and at Kenshin Crew. Email us at thegoodmidlife at gmail.com. As always, Richard is joining us. It is a cloudy and sort of cool early spring day in, in Louisville, but the warm weather is coming. Richard, you're in Louisville, right? Yes. I am. I am. Yeah. Uh, normally we do this in person, but I had to uh, take care of some stuff late uh, with work. So I apologize. Real jobs get in the way. Yes. Yes, they do. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, good. Well, we, we're going to have some warmer weather this week. I think we get um, our beloved Louisville City Soccer Club is back. Uh, Louisville City Football Club, excuse me, is back on the pitch Saturday, the season's home opener. We can't wait. So uh, spring's coming. Um, you know, we usually start by talking about what we did on our weekend and if we went any place or did something cool or restaurants. And we've had a couple of weeks where we really haven't recapped any of that. Um, so let's get to that a little bit. And, and, you know, the last few weeks we've had the St. Patrick's Day Parade, which was super fun. Um, we watched some basketball with our friends at Saints and High Wire Brewing this past week, which is one of my favorite places in town. I, I, there are two places I want to hit on, Richard. I want to ask if you've been to either one of these. The first sure. one is a little bar called Epiphany, and it's um, it's kind of behind the old post office on Baxter Avenue. Have you been there or heard of that? I, I, uh, Maisie has, and I have not. So, and uh, I think that's the place she's been to. Um, but I have not. No, I have not. We went there and got a drink after the uh, St. Patrick's Day parade, and it was very nice. The cocktail was really good. I think they do, you know, brew some of their own stuff there too. But uh, kind of a fun little place. It was a good outing. On St. Patrick's Day parade weekend, it was one of those days where you just uh, just get after it and, and don't want to stop. You know, I we did the parade at Molly Malone's, and then we went and had a cocktail at Epiphany and met some other friends at the Raven, and then uh, got a pizza at the Oreos, and so we were just all over town and hitting everything. Um, but anyway, Epiphany's a cool little spot here in Louisville, kind of tucked away and kind of fun. The other one is we, we had the rare positive dining experience last night in Norton Commons. Um shocking i know i can't wait to hear where I, I know we were out and about and we went to this little place called sushi master now with a name like sushi master you know that's gonna be good um yeah. actually you don't it better and be it better be it was fantastic now the place is it, it's it's it looks like it looks kind of like um it, it it's okay but it, it's a little divey and some you know in, in, in its ambiance but still it, it wasn't scary but the sushi rolls were really good and the thing that i loved about it is the um Spicy crab meat they used in the sushi rolls was actual was spicier than what you normally get. It was more of a hot pepper spice in there, and sometimes the spicy crab doesn't really bring it. And on the other side of that, their wasabi was not totally burn your nose out um, with the uh, horseradish flavor, which I like that. But I, the the flavor profile on on the rolls that we got was really really good. So I would say thumbs up to the sushi master if you're in the Norton Commons area. I will have to go try that. I'm always looking for good uh, uh, sushi recommendations, so I will have to go try that out. Yeah. What about you? Have you been anyplace cool in the last couple of weeks on your weekends or with your lady uh, friend? Yeah, we went to uh, Chicken Me again. Uh, it seems to be our favorite spot, as always. And then uh, for the uh, Saturday night for the games, um, we went to the Blind Squirrel. 
uh out in middletown yeah that's which was uh yeah it was uh very eye-opening i have not been out there late at night uh saw some very interesting things um and uh it was it, the they had a band that i swear might have played at my one of my proms i'm not sure or it was a mix up of mix a mashup of guys who might have played at my prom that's uh the the set list started off with nxs um modern english and the cure those were the first three songs so awesome I, I it was very good music selection uh the band was interesting they had a really good guitarist but uh the lead singer was not very particularly good but uh and then sunday night uh we got a wild hair in Maisie, one in mexican so we went to el noche which is another one of our favorites so yeah. Uh, so a lot of money spent out eating out this weekend. Well, the last the two weeks for me too, a lot of eating out, and then uh, you know with with the NCAA tournament going on, um, you know, like to go out and eat, drink, and be merry and watch games. And um, uh, before we touch on the tournament, I will just say, do not sleep on the people of Middletown getting after it. They they can get a little they they can party a little bit out there in Middletown. So. They like their bumps, and that's yeah, all I'm going to say that's about like... that. They they enjoy their bumps. The Kentucky's out of the tournament, so we're not going to be going out to watch um, any more basketball, uh, probably. That, that's actually not true. We're going to get to that later in the, in the pod. But um, our beloved Wildcats are out. We went out and we watched them on Sunday lose to Kansas State. Um, Richard, give me your opinion of, I guess, not so much Kentucky, but this tournament overall. And, and how many teams do you think can win this thing? Uh, I would say... Teams that can win are probably four or five now. Um, I would probably limit it to four. I think uh, overall the tournament has – it shows the parity in basketball a little bit more uh, with Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, uh, and North Carolina not anywhere near the uh, uh, possible final four. So uh, it does show a little bit more in parity in basketball. Um, I am very disappointed. My cats did not make a better run than they did. Um, it seemed like Cal is always good talk and then never lately has not been performing very well. So, but, uh, that's a conversation for a different time. So, uh, but I, I would say there's a couple teams I have my eye on. Texas is playing very well. Uh, um, uh Xavier I think is playing very well Alabama of course and then uh maybe UConn is I think the teams I think might have a good chance all right I've got six that I think can win it Xavier is not one of them um and I'll go through that but first you know the first couple of days of this tournament we had Purdue lose we had Arizona lose and there was a lot of talk about you know the all the upsets in this tournament but for all of some of the big upsets early, it's it's really not that unusual of a tournament. We've got one double-digit seed in Princeton who got through, um, and we lost a one and a two in the opening round, which doesn't happen uh, often. I, I don't think there's ever been a one-two loss in the first round. I mean, ones have lost once only. So, But once we got through that, you know, we had a one lose to an eight, which happens probably every two or three years, and we had a two lose to a seven, which happens, uh, you know, about the same frequency. So, um, really not that stunning of a tournament. Um, maybe who lost when was kind of stunning, but um, yeah, I'll tell you that the teams I think can actually win this thing are, are Bama, Texas, Houston, UConn, UCLA, and Gonzaga. 
And yeah, I forgot Houston. I'd like to add Houston into mine. I completely forgot about them for some odd reason. And I would say that it's I would not be shocked if Kansas State got on a run and was in the final four and then would have a puncher's chance to win just because they've got a point guard that can control a game, take a game over, make good decisions late, hit free throws. Um, they're not going to shoot as well as they did the first two rounds. So I think they're probably going to struggle against a really good defensive team in Michigan State. But I wouldn't be shocked to see them um, get out of that region. Um, but there's a, a Tennessee team at the top half of that bracket that played awfully well uh, on Saturday, too. I'm not in love with Xavier. I think they played better on Sunday. Um, their their first round game, I saw some holes and I didn't love them. But um, and they're in a tough tough spot there too because they're in the same region with uh, Texas and Houston, right? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a yes. that's a tough road. Yeah that 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 is going to be a challenge. I think the easiest road is possibly Alabama. I think has the easiest road. I mean, I don't want. To, I hate to say it to uh san diego state creighton and princeton but alabama is playing on fire right now and i'll then... tell you what though i'll tell you what though that san diego state team when i watched them play saturday i thought that was a team that would match up well with bama size wise athleticism i thought bama was going to have um if baylor had gotten through i thought that was going to be a tough run for them uh i do still think they're better than san diego state but um that's a team that i think people have slept on that's a good basketball team with really good athletes who are all pretty big um, anyway, sorry, I, <laughs> I upended you there, but you said Bama, uh, you think has an easy road and, um, was there someone else you had there? Uh, I think, uh, just kind of looking at it, I think, um, it's going to be, uh, interesting in the West, uh, Gonzaga and UCLA. And then at the top of that bracket, you got Arkansas and UConn. Uh, I think coming out of that will probably be UCLA and UConn and then, uh, It'll be interesting. Um, I think it, and then you got Kansas State and Michigan State. Um, that's going to be an interesting game. If if the Kansas State team shows up, that showed up the last twenty minutes of the Kentucky game, they might give Michigan State a run. They might. Um, I, I think they have a very they have scrappy point guards, and you brought up a good point. They kind of reminded you of UConn point guards back in the day. Yeah, for and sure. And I, I think I think they might be able to give Michigan State a run, but you never can count out Tom Izzo for some reason. He just, I mean, sometimes he has really good tournaments, and other times he has really bad tournaments. You better knock him out in the first round, or else he's going to go deep. That's yeah, yeah, every single time. You just yep. know that. Yep. So. And then, and then just kind of looking at everything. I mean, Tennessee, Florida, Florida Atlantic. I think, I think Florida Atlantic's run might end at Tennessee because Tennessee's playing pretty well as well. Yeah, they they played they played great against Duke. They were not amazing in their first round game, but they were really good against Duke. And we'll see. I I that's a team whose ceiling is really really high. But I, as we've seen the last month of the season, their floor is can be kind of low too. So. Interested to watch that. Uh, anyway, it'll be, you know, one more weekend and we'll be down to the final four and we'll see who it, who it is. But uh, always fun. We love the basketball tournament here in Kentucky. Um, are you watching anything else on TV uh, other than basketball these days? Uh, we, we watched an interesting uh, uh, documentary on Netflix over the weekend. It was called The Pez Outlaw. Um, it was a very interesting documentary about a guy who basically – got into Pez collecting and uh, basically what, so in the Pez world, there's Pez Europe and then there's 
there's different Pez companies, so to speak, distributors, ones in the United States. He basically went around Pez USA and started selling unique, un, I guess, Pez dispensers that were not being sold in the U.S. And basically, Pez USA came after him full board and basically considered him an outlaw and all this kind of stuff. So it was pretty interesting. So, what so about he you? Was, he was selling Pez Europe dispensers in America? Yes. Yes, okay, which okay. apparently is against the law. Who knew? I mean, yeah, I guess it's like uh, importing exotic animals and and uh, and fruits. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to well, contaminate uh, the Pez. Apparently, according to customs, though, Pez USA did not like copyright something, so he was able to kind of find a loophole for anything. But basically, the guy, the president of Pez USA at the time, was like, "I'm coming after you, uh, <laughs> full board." So it was it was very interesting to say the least. You do not play. In the Pez world, um, yes. yeah. As far as for me, you know, Ted Lasso came back last week, and it was joyous. It was like a reunion with old friends. I thought the opening episode was very good as far as just you know reuniting all the old characters and setting up the storylines for this year. And like I said, just just like uh, th those first episodes of a season with characters you know when it's been on hiatus for a while can be great or can leave you a little wanting and i really enjoyed the ted lasso return um after that we watched started watching a show called the reluctant traveler with eugene levy have you seen that no i haven't it, it is on my list though i like those kind of shows so it's, that's on my list it's pretty good because he's this you know he is eugene levy and he is not really an outdoorsman and you know the first one he goes to finland and you know then he's in costa rica and it's it's really it's pretty fun and, and it's actually very charming. So we like that one. I'm I'm enjoying that. I would recommend that if you like Eugene Levy or if you um just like crusty old men who are taken out of their comfort zone. Um and other than that, we have haven't... you watched The Mandalorian? I've watched the first episode. I haven't gotten past that. I that's on my list for the weekend. How about you? I have watched two episodes and at the moment I'm a little I'll have to wait. Uh, it it seems to be a little slow. Uh, it seems to be kind of rehashing again, and I'll be interested to see how they uh, take it from here. I've heard promising uh, storylines of uh, that are to come, but it's right now it's a little on the slow side. Yeah, I think I thought that from the first episode too. There were some good things to be sure, but it, there were some slow parts too. And um, you know, it, I think if we've seen anything from Disney run these star Wars shows that the, the back end of the series will probably be better than the front end, but it does seem to be a little, I mean, there's, there's, it's very enjoyable, but it's also a little bit uh, comic bookish, I guess to me. Um, but I do like it and I'm going to get caught up and, and carry on with that one. The other one I'm, I'm looking forward to, have you guys started Daisy Jones and the six yet? No, but Maisie, that's something Maisie wants to start. I'll, I'll be uh, intrigued to see how it is. It's it's a really good book. I read the book and it's really good. So I can't wait to see the series and see how that turns out. It may I may hate it, but I'm gonna gonna give it a, give it a run because I like the book. Yeah, um, yeah. I I didn't know it was based on a book, so it, yeah. I'll be uh, intrigued. There's a, there's a couple shows. Um, I watched Jack Ryan, the latest Jack Ryan. I just finished that recently, season three. Um, I thought it was a lot better than seasons one and two, oh. but the it, the last two episodes were very disappointing. Mm. Um, as 
from a technical side, it's like you think they could get advisors who could tell them a little bit better. And then one of the sets is based on a warship. And I swear it looked like something out of a 1960s Star Trek episode. Mm. So it was a little, it was a little bad in that regard. Maybe a budget issue there actually. Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. Yeah. So in the TV season now, now that we're kind of out of, now that we're kind of out of the Oscar movies, it's time to, you know, get back into some of the better television series. Um, you know, our, our kids went to see cocaine bear and they loved it. Speaking of entertainment and, um, you know, and movies, but that's, that's nonsense. Uh, I still would, would kind of watch it though. Yeah. I think, I think I would too. And plus, isn't it Ray Liotta's last movie? I think that's right. Yes. I think that's right. And one of my favorites, Ray Liotta. Yeah, he is. He's amazing. And he was filming him. He was down in the, I think, Dominican Republic when he passed away. He was filming a movie. But I think his last full movie was uh, Cocaine Bear. So. All right. Another reason. I want to I want to watch it. Yeah. Another reason. Another reason to see it. Yeah. Um, Well, I want to talk about I tried a couple of new bourbons this week or in the last couple of weeks. And I want to talk about that real quick. Just I was in the mood to buy a couple things for the bourbon shelf. We were out of some stuff and. Um, so I was at the store and I found one we went, we, I went to, um, Frankfurt Avenue liquors, which is a really cool place. I don't know if you've ever been in there and drank or had, had cocktails, but it's, it's a liquor store and a, a bar and it's, it's very cool and they have a good bourbon selection and they have a ton that you can, you know, buy for, for sipping. Um, I, I, I bought one at a lower price point, uh, it's called silver belly and it's out of Owensboro and it's, uh, it's. Actually, Alan Jackson's bourbon and Silver Belly is the color of his hat that he wears. And that was the good bourbon. That was pretty good. A $31 price point, I think it was. And not bad, not, not bad. bad, not bad, straight, really good in an old fashioned or something like that. So I'm thumbs up on that one. If you want something interesting to put on your shelf, that's not very much and is a little novel. If you're a country music fan or just whatever, um, I would say Silver Belly is kind of a fun one to try to take a swing at. And then I'd looked at one that's called Fresh um, and it. It uh, had a, a tag on there talking about it being one of the best bourbons of 2020, best new bourbons, and it had some kind of an award tag on there. So as I'm looking through, I'm like, this is a $45 price point. I'll try this one. Okay. Best new bourbon of 2020. Um, Richard, I don't know who recommended that bourbon. I don't know who thought that was a really good bourbon. It was, I've never really drank um, a mixture of kerosene and diesel fuel, but in my mind- wow. That's what wow. that was. And like I opened it up and and we were going to try it. And I, I, I gave Elizabeth a sip and I said, you're going to not like this. We can dump this out. This is, is bad. And she smelled. And she's like, oh, my God, what is that? And she tried it. It's undrinkable. Um, then another night I was like, well, I've got this. Let's see what I can do with it. And I was going to make just a, um, you know, like a, a bourbon and diet Coke. So I had just a small amount of uh, wild turkey. And so I did a little bit of a half and half wild turkey and fresh and the wild turkey and the diet coke could not conceal it i had to dump the drink so and it and fresh is from kentucky i i really i'm I'm strong on buying kentucky bourbons and um i can't i think maybe it was well i don't remember what it was but central kentucky somewhere um i've only had one other bourbon that i thought was that bad and that was when the there's a distillery in hardin county that whose name escapes me and when they first let theirs out there was a, a patent bourbon uh general Patton was on the cover of it and it was it tasted about like this so 
I don't even know what that was. Uh, that is not living your best life drinking that stuff. So, uh, anybody that wants a, any listener who wants a bottle of fresh bourbon with two shots, um, poured out of it, you're welcome to it. I will send it to you and, um, ask you to enjoy. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, I, I, I just want to, Next time I'm over, I just want a, a little thimble size of it just to see how okay. bad it really is. Okay, and that's actually will... actually that's really good. Okay, listeners, you can have it after Richard um, smells it. You're not even going to want to taste it. You're just going to smell it, and you're going to be like, oh, this is bug spray and gasoline combined. Mm, I, can't, I, I can't wait. It's I cannot horrible. wait. Horrible. Um, I want to talk about something else you sent me this week, Richard. Um, you sent me a Dan Orlovsky article. You want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, so apparently Dan Orlovsky made a point. He it was I don't even know how it got brought. Up. I think it was on one of his shows or something, or he's talking about it. And basically, how many times do you use a towel before you wash it? And it was I can't remember the number. It was some insane number. Do you remember the number? Yeah, that um, I sent you. Yes, I do. And Dan Orlovsky is a former NFL football player, if, if you're not familiar, and he works for, I think, ESPN. So he does work for ESPN. Yes. This is a man who has uh, laundry money. He's got Tide Pod money. You know, he can afford to. Um, he's even got, I just want to buy new towels uh, once a week money if you want to. Um, but he said there's no reason to, you know, swap out your towel. And he probably goes 30 uses before he changes out his towel after a shower. 30. And that was an estimate. That wasn't like on the first of the month I swap out my towel. He may go forty-five some months. I'm betting. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I, I was just befuddled when I heard that. Like, and I, I turned around and I asked Maisie. I was like, "How long would you go without doing that?" And she was just like, "Maybe a week." But I was just like, I, I just couldn't believe that he would go that long without washing a towel. That is pretty disgusting. I don't think I did that in college. I'm no, pretty sure I, I don't didn't. either. Not, yeah, not even at my worst. And now, yeah. like, I'm not I'm not one of those people who's like, I have to have a fresh towel every time I shower. I'll use it two or three times. And, you know, I mean, you go to a hotel, that's what they're going to do. Like, that's all reasonable. But 30? I mean, man, what's going on? But I wonder if he's kind of a, a hot take machine. I don't know that because I, I haven't read or a lot of his stuff. But I was looking that up today just uh, in prep thinking about – I just I Googled him and – um there was another thing he said this week on Pat McAfee's show where um, they got into the subject of his wife's pooping habits. And he said his wife doesn't poop while he's in the house. So and and of course, McAfee kind of ran with that. But um, oh, yeah, I, I, I don't think I would have done that. I don't especially with your wife I, in talking pooping. Right. I don't think. I, I, what, yeah. what's, what's wrong with this guy? I'm not yeah, what's wrong with him, yeah. but like, again. I, I feel no, like what is that? What is wrong with him? It's just like he should know better. I mean, <laughs> yeah. unless he's just trying to bait his wife. I meant for like to get in trouble when he gets home. Well, you, I, I, oh, I no, she was there when he long. did it. She was there when he oh, did it. Oh, she, she was, was. She was in the background, and something happened. There was a noise, and um, I think McAfee asked if somebody fell in the toilet, and he said, "That's it, something about." He said, "That's my wife, but she didn't fall in the toilet because she doesn't poop when I'm in the house." And then oh, McAfee yeah. came back, and then she said, "Stop talking about my pooping." So yeah, it, it, yeah, very weird, very strange. Yeah that 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 is uh, that is just asking for it, so to speak. Yes, that so. is that is indeed asking for it. Um, anyway, that was a funny one of the funnier things that uh, 
I saw this week and uh, wanted to talk about it. Yeah, that 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 article I was just before I I think the most I it's like I go now is probably a week. But yeah. I, I rotate towels because it's like I usually exercise in the morning and in the evening. So I have two different towels. So I mean, it, it's because it's so humid here at times that it, it the towels damp. And it's right, just right. like, so I, I have to go with two. Yeah, so, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, th- I think anything less than a week is fine. I, I think anything less than a week is fine. And um, yeah, uh, at a month, it's questionable. Um, yeah, on sure. that on that note. You want to get into a little of this and that? Sure, sure. Okay. All right, let's start this or that for this week. We like to do this sometimes. Um, shower or bath? Shower. Shower for sure, for sure. Um, bar soap or shower gel? Bar soap. Me too. I have tried shower gel in the past, and I don't feel like I get as clean. I'm a bar soap. Yeah, I, I think it kind of, it's like, it doesn't stay on the, I use, okay, washcloth or no washcloth? No, I'm just like rub the soap all over my body and washcloth on my face. <laughs> no, I'm fine uh, with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I know people who don't use a washcloth and it's and that's weird to me. But uh, since I use a bar soap, it's like I think the liquid stuff falls off the washcloth very easily yeah. and or your body. It does not work very well. When I've used shower gels, I've used like a loofah thing. And um, I think that's all fine. <laughs> but... Um, I just felt like it didn't get me as clean and there was, some, you know, it, it just, uh, yeah, I'm a dirty man. I just need a bar soap, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I have no problem with bar soap. Yep. Yep. Um, fishing or kayaking? Uh, fishing on a boat or fly fishing. There's a big difference. Uh, yeah. Whatever you want, whatever fishing you want. Fly fishing. Okay. I'm going to take fishing as well. I will, I, I, I'll take deep sea fishing is my preferred. Oh um, yeah. Well, deep sea fishing, fishing too. That, yeah, but, I, I do enjoy deep sea fishing as well. Yeah. But so, I would also, I would but also like bat. I'm not a big bass fisherman. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but not that there's anything wrong with that. I just haven't done it in forever. So. Right. Right. Um, would you rather live in New York or LA? New York. Me too. Uh, yeah. The older no. I, the older I get, it, the more I might think la at some point just because of the weather and you yeah know, you can, yeah you can drive yes. your car and stuff like that but yeah i'm still yep. new york over la still for maybe another five or ten years yep 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 for sure would you rather have five kids or five dogs five dogs okay i'm gonna go five kids i'm i'm already kind of juggling four one more is fine let's go yeah, I probably I'd probably have to do five dogs since I have no kids and I have two pets. So okay, there you go. Uh, yeah, we have two dogs and uh, one is a puppy in in training, and I can't imagine uh, four more or three more. So for wings, bone in or boneless? I I'll say this. Uh, it depends on where I'm getting the wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, and if i if i'm going to uh rumors in middletown bone in for sure uh i don't particularly like like a hooters wing bone in particularly yeah. uh but i i'd have to it, it depends on where i'm getting the wing okay I, I i like them both i like a boneless wing i like a bone-in wing i'm gonna say bone-in because at their best in the best spots bone-in wings are the best in my opinion um 
which leads me into kind of something that we've talked about doing. And I think we're going to tomorrow night start this. Uh, Richard contends that rumors in Middletown has the best fried classic Buffalo style wings uh, in Louisville. I've never been there. My favorite is at Rudy's. So we're going to do a little challenge here over the next couple of weeks and try out each place and then report back on our favorite fried Buffalo wing uh, in Louisville. Um, and, and smoked wings, we can talk about that another day, but it's probably mama's. So yeah, we're going to try that. We're going to do that. We're going to get after some wings and uh, report back. Um, as p- the first part of actually our, our one of our concepts, which is uh, best foods in Louisville. Where's the best burger? Where's the best pizza? But we'll start with wings. We've got two ideas and we're going to go try them out and um, uh, take a couple of the kids who love them or anybody else that wants to come along and uh, probably watch a little basketball while we're at it. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. So what, Okay. I, I do have a question about this challenge mm-hmm. that we've talked about. And are we going with, does it matter on sauce? Like, are we going with hot or extra hot or medium? What, what, where are we on sauce? I think Is it personal choice? It's personal or? choice. Totally personal choice. Like if you, I would probably go medium or hot. I kind of like it spicy. So I probably would go hot at either place. Um, but I, I, I kind of feel like the control has to kind of be this, you know, the same, like you don't have to, if you, if you are a medium person, then go medium the whole way. Um, it's not like anybody has to have the hottest thing on the menu or the blandest thing, like, but the same at each spot, like hot, hot versus hot. Um, you know, like I'm going to do wings and, you know, Coors Light, but not, you know, so I'm not like doing wings and Blue Moon or Diet Coke or something like that. So, you know, I'm going to try to keep the, um, minimize the variables and try to do the same thing at each spot okay all right okay okay i'm uh, it's all right that sounds good okay all right cool um anyway i i I love talking about and debating that stuff and i can't wait to to try that out so um, okay i have it i i don't know if we've done this this or that and this i got one for you okay all right let's do it we got five minutes brownies or cookies Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, I think cookies for me. Okay, I'd probably go with brownies. Okay. Then uh, a follow-up to that is cake or pie? I'm cake. I'm I'm team cake all the way. Okay, me too. Yep, yep. Pies are fine, but pies can get weird. Uh, you know, uh, cake is almost universally good. I do love blueberry pie, though. I got to say, it's one of my favorites. And tre- cherry and blueberry pies are some of my favorites. But overall, I'd have to go cake. Yeah, so. yeah, right. Um, have you ever had a rhubarb pie? My mom, I think my mom has made it and I've tried it. I, I, I don't I don't really know what to make of it. Have you? No, never had it. Um, that was it, it. We talk about this. My wife and I talk about a lot of things that we thought were going to be more prevalent in our adult life that we saw on tv a lot in childhood and rhubarb pie was one of those things that popped up a lot more and uh, i've i've never really encountered a rhubarb pie well it's my dad's favorite i think okay. and uh and or was my dad's favorite and uh i think we've had it in our household and i i can i will research that in the next couple of days and get back to you on that 
Okay. Okay. And your dad is still alive. I just want to want to want to clarify that because you said was my dad's favorite. Like, make not, well, he's sure diabetic now. So, okay. I, okay. I, yes, that is a good point. My dad is still alive. My dad is now diabetic or has been diabetic for the past ten years or so, and he doesn't eat a lot of sweets anymore. So that that is one thing I think he is officially cut out. So yeah, the beets will come for us all, man. Um, yeah. 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 So anyway, I thought I'd see more rhubarb pie. Uh, the one that we talked about all the time that we thought we'd see a lot more of in uh, adult life is quicksand because it was everywhere on TV. Everybody encountered quicksand and it, we just never you, encounter that anymore. You are correct. You are correct. And it, that, it's funny you bring that up. It's it's that is something you used to see all the time. It's just like you better be worried about going out in the woods. You might step in quicksand. quicksand. I also thought there was a 50 50 chance that I would have to deliver a baby in an elevator or a cab um too but that's never never come up or a random car yeah. right yeah whatever Very possible whatever. Yeah. Whatever. yeah yeah so, so. Anyway. all right well we're about ready to wrap uh we've reached the end of our time uh richard do you have anything you else else you want to get to this evening no i i, I do I, i'm kind of looking forward to post sports so that that should happen soon and the good thing about it is it's like i did come across a list that was posted by collider recently is and it was basically about why 1982 i think was the year let me see if i can find it real quick i think that was um, the, yeah i think it was 82 it, like 82, 82 was yeah. The, yeah 82 83 was the best year for movies um and i i'll be interested i i have that list pulled up and i think that might be something we might want to talk about yeah, that could be a whole episode, and I uh, will do some research on that when we when we get ready to jump in there. I'll be ready for that yep. action. Yeah, so. sounds good. But on right. that, uh, happy. Uh, we're, we're almost to April. We'll be in April. Well, if we record next week, about this time, we will not be in April yet. But uh, hopefully, fall or spring will be here soon. Yeah, we'll record next week, and then I'm going to be out of town for a week, take a week off vacation. And then, um, so we'll take a hiatus after next week for, for uh, a week and then come back and it'll be full on spring and we'll be full into the Kentucky Derby, uh, season. So we'll be excited about that. Yep. Um, yep. It'll be great. Uh, well, thanks again to everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. We're having so much fun doing this and we hope that you guys are enjoying listening to us. Just talk about our city and the things that we like to do. Um, we hope everybody has a great week. Keep living your best midlife. We are going to keep living ours and we will see you again soon. And we, we haven't forgotten the uh, favorite swear word. And that, that is something we'll bring up next week. Yeah, that, that we got to do some research on that. We'll get that next week. Yep, for sure. All right. See you, everybody. Everybody have a good week.